In the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God to a city of Galilee named Nazareth, to a virgin betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph, of the house of David, and the virgin's name was Mary. And he came to her and said, Greetings, O favored one, the Lord is with you. But she was greatly troubled at the saying, and tried to discern what sort of greeting this might be. And the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus. And he will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. And the Lord God will give to him the throne of his father David. And he will reign over his house of Jacob forever. And his kingdom, there will be no end. And Mary said to the angel, How will this be since I am a virgin? And the angel answered her, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore, the child to be born will be called Holy, the Son of God. And behold, your relative Elizabeth in her old age has also conceived a son, and this is the sixth month with her who was called barren, for nothing will be impossible with God. And Mary said, Behold, I am the servant of the Lord. Let it be to me according to your word. And the angel departed from her. Now the birth of Jesus took place in this way. When Mary had been betrothed to Joseph, before they came together, she was found to be with child from the Holy Spirit. And her husband, Joseph, being a just man, unwilling to put her to shame, resolved to divorce her quietly. But as he considered these things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not fear to take Mary as your wife. For that which is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had spoken by the prophet. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which means God with us. When Joseph woke from sleep, he did as the angel of the Lord commanded him. He took his wife but knew her not until she had given birth to a son and called his name Jesus. In those days, a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that all the world would be registered. This was the first registration when Quirinius was governor of Syria, and all went to be registered, each to his own town. And Joseph also went up from Galilee, from the town of Nazareth, to Judea, to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem because he was of the house and lineage of David, to be registered with Mary, his betrothed, who was with child. While they were there, the time came for her to give birth. And she gave birth to her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling cloths and laid him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn. And in the same region, there were shepherds out in the field keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them and the glory of the Lord shone around them and they were filled with great fear. And the angel said to them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling cloths and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest and on earth peace among those with whom he is pleased. When the angels went away from them into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us go over to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has made known to us. 
And they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in a manger. And when they saw it, they made known the saying that had been told them concerning this child. And all who heard it wondered at what the shepherds told them. But Mary treasured up all these things, pondering them in her heart. And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen, as it had been told them. And at the end of eight days, when he was circumcised, he was called Jesus, the name given by the angel before he was conceived in the womb. Now after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of Herod the king, behold, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem, saying, Where is he who has been born king of the Jews? For we saw his star when it rose and have come to worship him. When Herod the king heard this, he was troubled, and all Jerusalem with him. And assembling all the chief priests and scribes of the people, he inquired of them where the Christ was to be born. They told him, In Bethlehem of Judea, for it is so written by the prophet. And you, O Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah. For from you shall come a ruler who will shepherd my people Israel. Then Herod summoned the wise men secretly and ascertained from them what time the star had appeared. And he sent them to Bethlehem, saying, Go and search diligently for the child, and when you have found him, bring me word that I too may come and worship him. After listening to the king, they went on their way, and behold, the star that they had seen when it rose went before them until it came to rest over the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they rejoiced exceedingly with great joy, and going into the house, they saw the child with Mary, his mother, and they fell down and worshipped him. Then, opening their treasures, they offered him gifts, gold and frankincense and myrrh. And being warned in a dream not to return to Herod, they departed to their own country by another way. Welcome to No Sanity Required from the ministry of Snowbird Wilderness Outfitters, a podcast about the Bible, culture, and stories from around the globe. Well, Merry Christmas, everybody. Welcome to No Sanity Required. This is our Christmas episode. I love doing a... Uh, just taking a pause, a break, and and reflecting on what this week and this season means, and and what Christmas means not just for believers but for the world. It means hope. It means Jesus not only came into the world so that we could celebrate a holiday, but it means we have hope. We're living in crazy times, man. It's hard times. Whether you're struggling financially with just where things are right now in the world, maybe you've lost a loved one. Maybe you've got a wayward son or daughter or somebody you really care about, a spouse that that has walked away from the Lord or has never followed the Lord and you're burdened over that. Whatever your situation is, this is the time of the year where we just can pause and reflect on the greatest miracle, which was that God became man. And and we do so with hearts of rejoicing, man, the, the, the faith that we hold fast to and the scripture that we would die for and that so much blood has been shed to preserve is under attack in America and in the world and particularly in the West. And our faith is under assault and it's under assault by those who masquerade as, as Christians, but who reject the authority of scripture, the sufficiency of scripture, the teaching of the word of God. But we know that, that Jesus is on a throne and he's on a throne that is rightfully his having humbled himself and become obedient to the plan and the will of the Father, and so we're grateful for that this Christmas season. I have an announcement to make. Christmas 
could not have been more amazing for Snowbird Wilderness Outfitters. Last year at Christmas, we made we made a huge announcement. We closed on a piece of property on December 16th, 2020. We purchased our North Campus facility. And that was that was a the biggest thing. I mean, we we had been saving and and campaigning for several years to try to get our main campus to a place where we could grow because we're turning away thousands of kids that want to come to Snowbird every year. We just didn't have space for them. I mean, our, our summer waiting list is massive. Thousands of kids on a waiting list, and, and many that we don't even know the number to don't even try to get on the list because it's just so backed up. And we had several things that were that were inhibiting growth. And, man, God, in 2019 and 20, God did some awesome things to – to create what we needed created to be able to to grow and the the biggest thing being able to develop uh the physical facility so we needed more bathrooms and showers and we didn't have running water in parts of camp and so it's just a lot to get the septic situation at snowbird outfitters um dealt with and man god miraculously provided a million dollar project that enabled us to tie our wastewater system into the town of andrews not fun to talk about but man was it critical for our growth and and that happened and and we got a ton of grant money and the state went you know above and beyond what we could have imagined thank thankfully uh local um leaders and political figures in our community and our region went to bat and got us what we needed to to be able to expand um, that in that way and so what that did is it enabled it, it it set the stage for us to be able to grow we couldn't bring more kids in because we were already beyond what our current wastewater and septic system would would handle and so now it's kind of like the sky's the limit man we we can grow as needed so then we began to look at building a new worship facility and when COVID hit, we had saved what we thought was going to be about a third, a quarter to a third of what we would need to build that. Um, but we were going to have to build that in order to grow. And when COVID hit, as many of you know the story, uh, we ended up using a local facility um, so that we could space out and socially distance in the summer of 20. And we ended up buying that. That's what we bought at the end of last year. It's three miles from our main campus, but it, it enabled us to grow, and we bought it for a fraction of what we were going to build um, a building on our existing property for. Um, and that new facility was 40,000 square feet under roof, an 1,800-seat um, venue for our worship services, and just a huge blessing from the Lord. Well, God has done another miraculous thing. Um, as of yesterday, one year to the date that we closed on our North Campus property, yesterday we closed on 37 acres adjacent to and bordering our main campus, and we essentially doubled our usable space. We've got 50 acres that's part of a 100-acre parcel that our main campus is built on, but some of that's real steep and couldn't be developed. And so everything that was that was level enough to really work with, we had kind of maxed out. Well, we just we just picked up 37 acres that we never, for 20 years, been walking that land and praying over it. But but either we didn't have the financial means and or it wasn't for sale. The family didn't want to sell it. And the Lord has moved and his timing has been impeccable. And so to, to, to make a short story out of it, what it was going to cost us to build one building on Snowbird's main campus, and we were working towards that just 24 months ago, two years ago. At the end of 2019, we were working to get what we needed to build that building, 
in two years, we have more than doubled our physical property size and are poised now to grow exponentially into the future and to begin working to eradicate that waiting list so that no kid that wants to come to camp in the summer will be turned away. It's also going to open up more in in our adult retreats and conferences, give us more capacity and opportunity to do things at, at just at a better level, to do things well. We want to do things well. So Snowbird just grew. Again, we made an announcement last year that we just grew. Well, we're making an announcement one year to the day that we just grew. And so thanks for your support and for rejoicing with us in this. Um, at a time at a time where camps are closing, camps that didn't close last year and survived, a lot of them closed this year because they couldn't recover. And we've grown. Our summer camps grew by over 10%. We went – we went by over 10%. We we expanded our capacity by 15%. Man, that's just the favor of the Lord. 15% capacity growth in one in, in the year following COVID. That's just the favor of God. And so I'm so grateful. Greatest gift that we could have asked for is the ability to reach more people with the gospel of Jesus, and God has done that. So rejoice with us, and we thank you that we know you do, and and we're so grateful. I want to read, for our giveaway, I want to read an email um, that is just awesome. So I want to to read, actually want to read an email and my response and and then a follow-up, and this will be for our giveaway this week. This email is from a a brother named Joseph Wainwright, and uh, I met him recently at a men's event here at, let's see, was it a men's event or, yeah, I think I actually met him at the marriage event, but his first time. Well, let me let me just get into this. Let me read this. Brody, man, I don't know where to start. I spoke to you briefly this past weekend at the marriage retreat. There you go. I was there with uh, Ryan Von Cannon. I'm sure it's almost impossible to remember everyone you talked to during those retreats. I was sitting here at my desk and was just thinking back over the weekend and wanted to send this email. I'm an avid listener to the NSR podcast and have been meaning to send in a review for a while now. Now seems like a good time. I was first at camp in March for the Be Strong event, and it totally shifted my perception of the gospel and what it means to be a man of God. I came home from that event and dug deep, reading and soaking in as much content as I could on biblical masculinity. It was my first time sitting under expository teaching and opened up my life to the authority of Scripture that I had never prioritized. I was excited to come back for the marriage retreat, uh, marriage conference, and let my wife experience the same thing, and it was powerful. Our marriage has been hard. We fought hard to try and save something that at some point has been completely destroyed, but through God's grace and love, we are still here. This weekend was something we needed nine years ago, but the lessons we've learned and the grace we've experienced has been so awesome. Just wanted to take a second and say thank you. Whether it's the NSR podcast, the recorded teachings, or actually being at camp, I'm constantly challenged to live my life with Jesus as the standard. This ministry has been the catalyst that God has used lately to push me into the next level of raising my four kids and loving my wife. It's so refreshing to see real men that I can identify with loving God. I could go on for hours about how much this ministry has changed my perspective and helped me find Christ in a whole new way, but hopefully you get the point. Keep up the good work and let me know if there's anything or any way we can get involved or help. If you are ever passing through the Charlotte, North Carolina area and need a hand with anything, just holler. 
I can't wait for an opportunity to get back up there. I will be praying for the ministry, the new things that God is working on. Joseph Wainwright. Pretty awesome. Um, and then uh, I responded, man, your testimony is incredibly encouraging. And with your approval, I'd love to read it on the next episode of NSR. I didn't read it on the next episode. I actually held it for this episode. This, he's, this, this came in uh, about a month ago. I think it would be a huge encouragement to a lot of people. I'm so glad the Lord is using this ministry, and I never take for granted the testimony of lives impacted. Throughout the years, each time God has given us a new vision, God has given us a vision to branch out into a new area, rather. It has been amazing to watch him be faithful to our obedience to the call. Men's conferences, marriage conferences, the podcasts, all are examples of this. Let me know if I can ever do anything for you, and I'll look forward to seeing you next time you're here. Look forward to having your four kids experience SWO in the years to come. And um, and then he responded with some uh, deer hunting updates, which is awesome. And then asked uh, if I could recommend some good quality Bibles or if you could let me know what podcast you reviewed them on, I'll go back and listen. I'm currently reading from a Holman Christian Standard Bible, and I really like it. It's slim and neat, but I'm looking to upgrade. So then he gets into some, some Bible conversations. So anyway, Joseph Wainwright, excited. Thank you. I recommend, um, by the way, this is for everybody, if you're interested in a, uh, in a premium Bible, there's a, there's really you know kind of a small market of those. Uh, it's it's not a big field. Cambridge, the Bible I've been using for personal study is the Cambridge Topaz. I like it. It's all these are premium, like calfskin or goatskin. I like the goatskin stuff. The goatskin is a little tougher than calfskin, but the Cambridge Topaz. Let me see. Make sure I'm telling you that right. Hold on, I'm reaching for it. That's what I read out of at the beginning of this episode. Yeah, the Cambridge Topaz. I love this Bible. Might be my favorite Bible all time, and I've had some good ones. Um, the Schuyler, that's spelled, I think it's spelled S-C-H-U-Y-L-E-R. Schuyler, their, their Bible, um, their, their premium Bibles are phenomenal. Uh, their main line is called the Quintel. I have one of those, and it's awesome. I love that Bible as well. The Schuyler Quintel, the... Um, Cambridge, Schuyler's the brand, Quintel's the model. Cambridge is the brand, Topaz is the model. And, and I like both of those, both those lines of Bibles. So those are the ones I recommend. There's some Crossway stuff that's good, but they started making a ton of their stuff in China. I feel like their quality control has gone down just a little bit. Um, the other premium company is R.L. Allen. And I love the R.L. Allen stuff, but just to be frank, to be honest, it did not hold up. And I'm hard on stuff, but the R.L. Allen is not as durable. It just doesn't hold up as good. So I, I most highly recommend the, the Cambridge Topaz and the Schuyler Quintel. And with the Schuyler Bible, they've got four or five variations in size and font and stuff like that. So, um, Joseph, hope that's helpful. Uh, appreciate your support, brother. Can't wait to see you back up here. And uh, if you'll uh, – I think I've got um, – I think i got – information that we can send you some swo swag so be looking forward to that and make sure that that uh that that gets out um here pretty quick and hope you enjoy that so thanks for the again thanks for the review thanks for the email thanks for the encouragement well everybody i hope you have an amazing week remembering why we celebrate christmas and um Hope you make plans to come see us at Snowbird Wilderness Outfitters sometime in 2022 um, we will be kicking off on D- 
December the 27th, our Winter SWO 1, followed immediately by Winter SWO 2. And then there's, then Winter SWO 3 will be during MLK weekend, and Winter SWO 4 will be during President's Day weekend in February. And then in the mix in January, we've got a college retreat, college conference coming up. Um, lots going on around here, and um, it's also the middle of um, staff selection season for 2022 summer staff. And so just a lot going on. We appreciate your support. Be mindful and, and thoughtful of us and keep us in your prayers. Lastly, my son Tucker, as most people that have followed this journey know, um, did sign his national letter of intent on this past Wednesday with the Virginia Polytechnic Institute, Virginia Tech. I am now officially a VT Hokie. Um, so there you go. Excited about that. And i uh, be spending a lot of time in Blacksburg. And pulling for the Hokies that came down to the wire. He was committed there and then kind of kind of uh, looked at some other options because of the coaching change and, and didn't know who the coaches were going to be. But once we met those new coaches and, man, got to go up and, and meet them in person, excited about those guys and excited about the direction they're going to take the program. So excited to be part of that over the next four or five years. Thanks for those of you that have followed. Um, Merry Christmas, everybody. Merry Christmas. And I hope you have an awesome season, an awesome new year. And uh, we'll see you soon. Thanks for listening to No Sanity Required. Please take a moment to subscribe and leave a rating. It really helps. Visit us at SWOutfitters.com to see all of our programming and resources. And we'll see you next week on No Sanity Required.